from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge Podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. As we get to the end of the year, it's a good time to reflect on the past year and also do some evaluation for how we want this next year to go as a basketball coach, as a person, as a basketball program. Uh, it can be a really good time to do that. I know I, I do it a ton with my business, and the more I've done it over the years, the more that it's helped uh, my business grow, uh, even even the podcast. like We've doubled our listenership in 2022. Uh, we got a long way to go to where I see our, our podcast going, but there's some aspirations that I have as far as can we double our listenership again? I don't know. It could be an aspiration and a goal that we have, but there's some control goals inside of that as far as I can control how many episodes we come out with, right? I can control the work that I put into the podcast so that it's beneficial to our listeners. And I know if I continue to do that, give myself a chance to succeed and the podcast can continue to to grow and it's been working and so you continue to do it and that's it's funny that's one of my pet peeves too with uh if i you know certain players or something they'll find something that works and then they'll stop doing it it's like wait it was working why did you stop well i got it down you know i was ready to move on was ready you know something more advanced It's like, wait, that was the bread and butter. Like that was one of the reasons that you were good and you just stopped doing it. It really doesn't make any sense. Um, And so we will continue. If we keep growing with the pod, we're just going to keep continuing to do uh, what we do. And from a basketball coach standpoint, there's a lot of things that we can take away. You know, if you look at this as a head coach, you're, you're coaching the team, but you're also in this management position with uh, players coaches. And I I say that uh, from the standpoint of like, you have a lot on your shoulders. There's a lot of responsibility that you have. And so it's not necessarily the quote unquote boss employee relationship, but the buck still stops with you. And there's some things that uh, we can think about as we get towards the end of this year, moving towards the next year that can help us be effective. So here's some questions that I want you to ask. And if you're watching on YouTube, I will uh, screen share just this Word doc that I have set up for this podcast I want to share. Um, And if you don't follow us, it's Kramer Basketball on YouTube, and uh, we have some pretty good stuff up there. Sometimes we'll put, you know, a a short video drill. Sometimes we'll do some long-form stuff, uh, occasional presentation or some clips from camp. So that's a good follow uh, for us as well as Kramer Basketball on YouTube. So first and foremost, when we're trying to – have an idea of where we want to go, we have to understand where we are right now. And so are you evaluating your current state? You know, what's the state of the program? What's the state of the program? Where are you now? What's the level of uh, the team and the program? How do you match up with other teams in, in your league, in your area? And really be honest with yourself. And there's probably some things that you're doing really well that you're proud of. There's probably some things not so proud of that, you know, need to improve, but there's no way that we can get where we want to go if we don't understand where we are first and foremost. So evaluate yourself. Where are you as a program right now? 
Number two, where do you want to go? Right. You might be working really, really hard, but if you don't have a vision for where you're trying to go, you're not going to get there. Right. You're spinning in circles. So where do you want to be? Do you want to be uh, in the hunt for a league championship every year? Are you past that? And you're like, man, we could win a regional on a consistent basis. <laughs> or are you trying uh, to jumpstart something? Maybe you're a new coach. Maybe you have a really young team. Maybe you're at a program that just hasn't had basketball success. It's not a basketball school, quote, unquote. And so where does growth look like for you? You know, is it going from two wins to four wins? And even more than that, is it just creating a culture where, you know what, basketball is more than something that we do between volleyball and softball or football and baseball, right? It's more than that. This is becoming something that our school is known for. We play basketball, we're competitive, and we're tough. We have a good understanding of the game, and we're unselfish. We play together. We're respectful. Like there, there's, there's characteristics that you want to have, and that could be your aspiration. And so put those down. Where do you want to be? What does that look like? What's that vision? And then number three, what, what does it take to get there? If you have an aspiration for where you want to be and you understand where you are, what's it going to take to get there? What does that lifestyle look like as a head basketball coach? You know, if, if you say, hey, we want to win the league every year. Well, yeah, probably every team in the league says that they want to win the league championship every year. But does each coach carry themselves and operate like a championship coach? No. That answer is no, for sure. It's a no, right? So it really doesn't matter what the goal is then if you're not carrying yourself like a champion. It's how you walk. It's how you talk. It's how you behave. You know, I've had the chance to be around some really high-level people in this past month. That's been crazy. I, I went up to the U, uh, the UP I was with Doreen Ingles. She's one of our coaches, edge dot coach members. She's won five state championships. I think she's got four state runner ups. And when you are around her, you're like, this is a person that's a winner. Their body language, their eye contact, how they walk, how they talk, how they communicate with other people. There's certain people that you are around. You're like, whatever, whatever she was doing, she would be successful at it. Hands down for sure. Right. There's there's just these characteristics that carry over from sports and everything else. So whether she was a high school coach, a college coach, uh, working in corporate, she would be among the best at what she does because of how she operates. So what does that look like? What would that look like for you? And secondly, what in the program needs to be in place to be there, right? And so what does the youth program need to look like? What's the communication level with your seventh and eighth grade coaches? What, what needs to be in place there? What type of assistance do you need on your staff to be in place? Is there a AAU team that really has some good things going on? And so now you can take your players that are extra interested in basketball and you can plug them in and connect with an AU program that's actually good because there's a lot of bad ones out there but there's some good ones out there too and I know some high school basketball coaches 
that are, man, they're really supportive of a specific AAU program because those coaches are doing a really good job. Their players are getting better within that program. It's not just playing a bunch of games. They're becoming better, higher IQ players. And so they really work in partnership with one another and support one another. That's another relationship that would help build your program, keep your kids playing and can be really beneficial. So you got to think about all the different things that it would take to get to a certain level. Now, does every coach need to operate like a state championship coach? No, absolutely not. We're all in, in different positions. And as much as every coach would be like, man, I'd like to win a state championship. Like maybe the best thing for you and your program, let's just be honest with ourselves is to be competitive. It's to consistently be, you know, an above 500 program. And that's realistic, right? You have to be honest and realistic with, you know, where you think this is going. And you have to be honest with the time and sacrifice that is going to come into play, which is my question number four. How long will this take? It probably takes longer than you think to put all these things in place. Like I mentioned youth program. I mentioned your seventh and eighth grade coaches. I mentioned your assistant coaches. Or you could try to build something where you're in partnership supporting an AU team coaching program that they're doing a nice job developing players in the offseason. Right. There, there's all these different things that go into place. And so how how long will it take? Chances are it takes longer than you think. All right. The the quote goes, you know, we overestimate, you know, what we could do in a week. We underestimate what we could do a year. It's something like that. It's one of my favorite statements. You can accomplish a lot over an extended period of time, years, but most people get bored. Most people don't get that, you know, dopamine hit quick enough. And so they give up and, you know, let, let your superpower be disciplined enough to stay consistent with the vision that you have in the long run. And once you do that and things get in place, now there's a lot of carryover from one year to the next. And it's more about upkeep and tweaking and adjusting little things to make improvements than it is doing like the heavy lifting all the time because you've worked on building the youth program, the coordinator, the AAU relationship, seventh and eighth grade coaches are in, uh, in place and they want to be there for a while. You've done a lot of this legwork over a long period of time. And so now it's just a little tweak, little tweak here and there. And that's when things really get fun. But you got to be realistic. It's probably going to take longer than you think. And then again, this goes back to the honesty part of it. Are you willing to sacrifice what it takes? And again, it's okay if that answers no. What I would say is, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? Because, um, you know, if, chances are you have a family. So if you have a, a family, you're obviously don't want to sacrifice, you know, your, your husband or your wife or you, your kids for winning more basketball games. Right. And so sometimes what you're willing to sacrifice is the things that we think we need to do, but we don't, you know, there's a lot of time I think that's wasted throughout the course of the year. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. I have not watched a single football game this whole fall, not one. So think of how much time that I've gained back that I've either spent with my wife, my kids, or worked on basketball stuff. 
because that's what I've done instead of watching football. I've spent more time with my wife. I've spent more time with my kids and I've spent more time on my business in our basketball program. All those things have gotten better because I don't watch football during the fall. Compare that to basically every other dude in the world. And then I do that the next year and the next year and the next year. Think about how far ahead I'm getting in those areas. Now that may sound extreme. I'm extreme. I'm not asking you to be as extreme as me. It's just an example because I like watching college football. I'm not a big NFL guy. I like watching college football. And a couple of years ago, I just gave it up. Right. I had, I got a routine where every Saturday in the fall, if I didn't have a clinic, I'd wake up, I'd turn on college game day. And for the most part, I'd be paying attention to that all day long. It's kind of going in and out, somewhat paying attention to my wife, somewhat paying attention to my kids, try to get a little something done here and there, but I got the TV on. I'm watching college football. I stopped doing it. I miss it a little bit, but overall my life is better because I, I cut it out. And so what are some things that you would be able to sacrifice to be able to help your basketball team and help your family or relationships that you have as well? That's a, that's a big one. Um, so if you think about those five things, where are you now? Where do you want to be? What's it going to take to get there? How long will it take? And are you willing to sacrifice for it? And if so, what? That can give us a good framework to work out of heading into this next year. Obviously, you're in the middle of basketball season, but we some of those things can start to take place right now because there is no perfect time. In fact, I encourage people to always start when things are tough. You know, you want to sign up for something, you want to, you know, lose weight, you want to um, join a coaching membership, do it when you're really busy because things are always going to be busy and occasionally you won't be as busy. And so it'll be even easier because you're already used to doing something that's productive. Hey, things got a little bit easier. Hey, I got more time to do what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. Um, but a lot of times we just wait for a perfect time. There is no perfect time. That's not how life works. So <clears throat> with all of these things in mind, I think it's important for us to have uh, aspirations of what we're trying to shoot for. Like I said, uh, with the podcast, like we could double our listenership for next year. That, that's an aspirational goal. I got no control over whether that happens or not but the controlled goal, the control, the controllables mindset is if I'm trying to be consistent with the podcast, trying to get a couple episodes out a week for mixing it up between coaching interviews. And so my own thoughts doing solo episodes like this one, and we're communicating well with coaches on what they want to continue to hear about, learn about, get opinions about that's something that I can control. And then from there, hopefully people will continue to listen, right? And so this applies as a podcast, be an example to anything else that that we're doing. So let that be in the back of your mind because you probably have a couple extra days off. If you're a teacher, you probably got a couple weeks off and find some quiet time to sit down, get a pen and paper, get on your laptop, whatever that might look like, get up a little bit earlier, and start to jot some notes down and really evaluate your current state as a program and where you want to go and give yourself some time frames. you know, one year, you know, two years, three years, four years, 
you know, if you want to be here for a long time, because some of this stuff takes a long time, it takes years. Right. And so to build a program that you want, chances are, you know, you got to say, Hey, in, in year five, right. We got to have all these things in place, but by year four, it means we need to have this coach in place. And by year three, we need to have this youth basketball program up and running to the point that there's actually a youth coordinator that we have and we're paying them a little bit in order to pay them a little bit. Well, the year before that, we need to make sure we got a couple of local businesses to sponsor our youth basketball program. And what, what's that sponsorship going to look like? You know, we get them on the t-shirts. We're going to have a sign every Saturday when they come up. And so those small businesses that are sponsoring, they're getting a lot of love from us. Right. And then we're able to use that money to, um, provide different things and, and pay somebody to be on staff for our program, just as an example. Okay. So um, same thing with, with the coach's edge. I mean, this is December and mid December's we're recording it. I got aspirations, man. I got aspirations. I want to, I would love for December, January, and February to do coaches coach members work full-time. I'm not at that point yet. Right. We have about 60 members from throughout the country, which is amazing. I'm watching game film uh, this time of year, a lot of game film. Um, we'll go to an, I'll, I'll go to one of my players games tonight. I'll watch another game from a coach in Ohio as soon as I finish this podcast. And, you know, f- for me to continue to serve coaches and do what I need to do, I, I got to have some control goals. I have to have some things that I know that I'm doing to serve other coaches because the coaches that are in it, they all got my phone number. They all have my email and it's those consistent phone calls, text messages, emails, uh, the monthly zoom calls that we have. We're opening up office hours in January. So uh, coaches that have questions or want to know their opinion, they'll be able to hop on office hours with me. We'll be able to talk shop for a little while there. All these different ways that we continue to serve our coaches edge dot coach members um, are vital to our growth and to keep our members happy and in place. And that's what, you know, I always say to anybody that joins our membership is just like, what can I do for you? How can I help you? This is not a membership that is based on, Hey, you got, you got it. There's a bunch of videos and PDFs, you know, inside this password protected uh, website, have a good life. I mean, that's, that's part of it. Right. But the real value is is the personal relationship and trying to keep our coaches happy. And so for us to be able to do that at a high level, I know I'd actually do it better if we have even more members in place because that's taking less stress off of uh, paying the bills in other ways in the months of December, January, and February. So that's my aspiration, just putting it out there, right? Speaking it into, into existence before I'm even, even to that point. Um, but I just... I'm blessed to be able to work with some awesome coaches from, you know, California to Pennsylvania, to Nebraska, to South Carolina and all over the place. And it's just been a great experience and I've become a much better coach because of it. And I think because of that, I'm able to filter some information that's beneficial back to our coaches, coach members and into this podcast podcast as well. So uh, as you guys finish out the year, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. You know, how can you support us? If you're a coach and you want to learn more about our, our website and how we serve, go to coachesedge.coach and just make sure you put in the right phone number and email because we have coaches that'll sign up, which is great. Um, but sometimes they'll put in the wrong contact information. 
if you do that, I have no way of getting a hold of you. Like, that's great that you joined the membership. I got no way of getting a hold of you. So make sure you're putting in your right phone number. And um, and if you're not in a position to be a Coach's Edge coach member, or even if you are, supporting the podcast, positive rating, review, share, goes a super, super uh, long way as we continue to uh, grow our listenership coaches around the country. It's really been great. And that's one of the best things that you can possibly do is simply the two seconds that it takes to uh, write a positive rating review uh, goes a really long way. Thank you for listening to Coach's Edge podcast. Anything I can do for you, let me know. Get after it today.